hello hello hey how are you i am good how are you good buried under a mountain of work though because i guess they decided that the last week of the semester was going to be hell yeah i don't know if you're experiencing this too i mean mine's my fault because i didn't know i didn't watch any lectures last week so (laughs) you know neither did i um look at us thriving third year is going well for both of us oh yeah but you know what makes it better a creepy pasta it does yes <laughs> i literally keep forgetting that i'm doing the story this week i was like oh i should probably pull it up before we record and then i pulled it up like when we decided what time to record and then i forgot until now <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah nice <laughs> clearly oh, yeah. we're thriving we're doing well um sure. last brain cell is communicating effectively <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> um yeah but i'm really excited because we haven't done a creepypasta in a while and i'm i'm very excited for this one yeah, and I'm continuing off the series that we usually do. So. Oh, I love it. Yes. It's a good series. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. Woo! Also, a little disclaimer, um, you can probably hear in my voice, I am a little sick this, but, I, you know, we're just going to work through it. <laughs> <laughs> to the illness that's taking everyone out. <laughs> Honestly. Oh. All right, but yes, as I said, this is um, continuing off of our series that we usually do. This is the last installment, at least as of now. Oh my god, we yeah. reached the end. Well, there might be new ones, I don't know. I hope there are more. I know, me too. I really like this series. It's a really good one. So, um, it is by um, user B-R-Y-A-N-Y-97 on Reddit, as usual, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is, I investigate disturbing cases, here are my stories, voices from nature. Ooh, that sounds spicy. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll just get right into it. Yeah. Um, there are a few careers with the same considerations as police work. Not only are we in a position to make life-changing choices, but we also have to live with the consequences of those choices forever. Many people struggle to handle that. Time and time again, we see what happens when people who are clearly unprepared are forced to navigate intense situations. It ends in tragedy. Mm. You must, yeah. Come to grips with the fact that you make decisions that'll stick with you forever, and that those decisions add up, sometimes quickly. As the years go on, you have to determine when enough is enough. But it's not just the choices you make for others that matter. The ones you make for yourself can be just as impactful. Detective Joss and I were sitting across from the chief in his office. The two of us being together had become commonplace over the past few months. In retrospect, despite his being most trusted officer, um, it was probably still bizarre for him to see us getting along. After the events involving the hammerhead creatures, Joss and I really got to know each other on a human level. From there, our connection took off. Looking back, it's interesting how trauma brings people together. So, the chief began. You two are going to be gone for the week, correct? Yep, Joss responded. Up north at the cabin, just like we talked about. He eyed me for a moment, chewing his toothpick while leaning back in his chair. He turned to me. Smith, do you know of the family that went missing up in the same woods your cabin is located in? Typical nuclear family taking their grandparents out for a camping weekend. His question caught me off guard. I, uh, no. 
I don't believe I've heard of that specifically, but I'm sure a lot of people go missing in the woods every year, don't they? Well, that's scary to think about, though. Yeah, that is very scary. (laughs) Like, um, I mean, I know this had, like, race things playing into it, but when they were looking for, um, what's her name? The woman who went missing last year. Oh, yep. And they found, like, other, like, a bunch Mm -hmm. of other bodies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Um, not fun. No. All right. Um, he nodded. They do. This specific family is intriguing, though. See, they knew the woods. Father is a former ranger. Mother is a wildlife biologist. Grandparents had backgrounds in botany. Hell, even the kids were involved in the scouts. If anyone would have survived a camping trip gone awry, it would have been them. At any rate, the number of people who've been disappearing up there has been more than alarming. Turning to face Joss, he asked, Joss, you know Sheriff Gadiel Cart... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher this. Gadiel Cartagena, right? Yes, sir, she replied. One of the best sheriffs I've been around. Also, I'm picking up... So are him and Joss dating? I don't think so. But it kind of seems like they are. From what I remember last time, they were just friends. But you know what they say about friends. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Indeed he is, the sheriff said. As luck would have it, he has jurisdiction over where your cabin is located. I thought it might help him out if you did a little digging while you two were up there. Not a full-blown investigation, of course. Maybe just ask questions where you can and report back any abnormal findings. They really said work on a vacation. Yeah, they really did. I'm not loving that. <laughs> just give them a real vacation. They've Work-life done. balance, zero. Honestly. Um, I tried my best not to show it, but I was getting incredibly frustrated with the chief. Yep, there we go. Fair <laughs> enough. Here we were about to go on vacation to get away from the insanity of police work and monsters, and yet he wanted us to use our free time for more investigations. Wait, I interjected. With all due respect, it's Sheriff Cartagena- Cartagena's... C-A-R-T-A-G-E-N-A. I'm gonna go Cartagena. Yeah, yeah Cartagena sounds right. Um, it's Sheriff, if it's Sheriff Cartagena's jurisdiction, then it's his business, isn't it? Not only do we not have authority in the area, but it's literally not our job to solve their issues. His Facts. own people should be looking into this. If it's a massive concern, why not just close off the forests? Facts. Facts. Um, I couldn't tell if the look on the ch- chief's face was one of annoyance or respect regarding my challenge. He took, sorry if you can hear background noise. Um, he took out his toothpick and made a motion as if he was blowing out non-existent smoke. It's impossible to seal off hundreds of square miles of land. People will find their way into the woods regardless. I understand where you're coming from, Smith, but trust me, Sheriff Cartagena has handled the disappearances as best as possible. His people okay. are still doing regular patrols and exhausting every lead. I know it's not your job and you aren't required to do this, but he figured some eyes and ears from outside might help. I'd appreciate the cooperation. Um, I would have told him that we'd rather enjoy the break, but Joss got out in front of me and promised that we'd ask a couple questions to the locals and keep an eye out. Joss. Honestly. (laughs) Um, After leaving his office, I informed her that I wasn't too pleased with how that went down. Joss apologized and said that we'd keep the police work to a minimum. As much as she wanted to please the chief, she also wanted to enjoy the time we had. Maybe they are dating. Yeah, I think they might be. Hmm. Interesting. Um... She made the promise that this minor inconvenience wouldn't get in the way of that. Reluctantly, I decided to go along with it. A week passed, and we were finally on our way. The car ride up north might have been one of the best parts of the trip. My worries about how our vacation would turn into work melted away while we were deep in conversation, laughter, and rapping along to Odyssey and Tupac. 
vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, after about four or five hours of driving, she pulled into a diner in some small town. As soon as we walked in, it was evident that we stuck out. Every pair of eyes in the restaurant was turned to us. That's my biggest fear. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> like, immediately? <laughs> no. Immediately walking right back out of there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd be like, goodbye. <laughs> um, I tried to give a friendly wave to a family sitting across from us, but they simply gave me a nasty look and turned back to their food. Slightly offended, I figured it was best to ultimately try and ignore it. That's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't get hassled as much. We didn't get hassled much as we ate, paid, and walked out. That is, until we caught a man in an apron admiring our car. Hey, I yelled from across the parking lot. Something interesting about that to you? The man turned around left smile. His apron had the name of the diner on the front, and his name tag read Ariel Adius, head chef. Oh, hey guys, he said kindly while walking over to us. He extended his hand, and I cautiously shook it. A little casual for someone casing our car, Joss said, crossing her arms. He looked at the car momentarily before looking back at us and waving it off. I swear, it's nothing. Just a really nice ride. We don't see too many cars that look like that out here, so while on break, I just wanted to take a closer look. In fact, neither of you really look like you're from around here. I take it you're visiting? "Uh Uh-huh, I replied. Look, if this is some ploy to stash our tires and take us off to some... Or Baraska? In the middle of the mountains, where you have a bunch of other people tied up. I just want to let you know, we carry guns. He laughed at at my scenario. I'm not really sure what a Baraska is. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Um, But you have quite the imagination. Honestly, being from up north, I'm not really for violence. I try and bring that Canadian friendliness to my restaurant here. You're in Canada? I don't know. I just want to say, I don't remember where these take place. Maybe... Like, it's North United States, and so, like, you know, near Canada. Or maybe the head chef is just from Canada? Yeah, maybe. Because I feel like a small town vibes where everyone is, like, rouchy sounds more American. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, and your patrons, Joss Joss asked, they don't seem too friendly. Ariel shrugged. It's not that they're not friendly. We've been having a lot of issues as of late. People used to say how much they loved our food and talking to the townspeople. They'd always come back on their way out of town. Hasn't happened a single time this year. I think now when new people come in, there's just a bit of morbid curiosity, I guess you could say. I've heard those disappearances, I replied. You know anything about them? He shook his head. Sorry, honestly, I wish I did. Everyone in town is genuinely afraid to even step foot in the woods. We've come up with the saying, the trees watch you. So take that as you will. He laughed nervously. I don't like that. That's actually really creepy. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm rambling. Just hoping you guys stay safe out there. With that, he walked back inside the diner. I like but how also- they're, they're like going up to this cabin in the woods without hearing all these like stories about people disappearing first. I feel like that's the first thing that you'd know about. <laughs> yeah, true. Also, I feel like being wary of, like, people coming in and disappearing in the woods is not reason for, like, that family to give them a dirty look. Yeah, I know. That's, like, odd. Like, you could be like, oh, my God, a new person. I'll never see them again because they won't make their way out. But that's not, like, a get out of here. I don't know. A weird. I don't know. All right. Um, As ominous as the parting message was, it provided little insight. Still, when I looked over at Joss, I could see that she was lost in thought, much the same way I was whenever we got a new case. I asked if she was okay, and she insisted she was fine. Not wanting to dwell too much on the encounter, we made our move to leave. 
As soon as we got into the car, a text message popped up on my phone, one from the chief, and it read, Talk to Sheriff Cartagena today. The family of a backpacker reported she never returned home. The kid was only 18. We need to figure this out. Yikes. Uh, Yeah. A loud groan escaped me. Of course I wanted to help, but it felt as if the very atmosphere was shifting with every mile we drove, placing us deeper and deeper into a situation we didn't go there to deal with. Yeah, they really just find these little cases that they weren't supposed to find in the first place. Yeah, and especially, like, now on vacation, that's upsetting. I know. Oh, I feel bad for them. Um, What was supposed to be a fun getaway was quickly becoming something much more sinister. Frustrated with how things were going, I didn't say much as we drove along. Picking up on the changing mood, Joss made a hard right at the next intersection out of nowhere. According to my directions, we weren't heading the right way. When I tried to bring this up, she shushed me and commented that she didn't want to ruin the... Uh-huh. 30 minutes later we pulled up to a medium-sized house at the edge of the woods and joss was telling me to get out the unkept plants growing in and around the structure exacerbated an already rustic look confused i asked exactly what we were doing there as we as i stepped outside she met me on my side of the car with a giant smile on her face and said we're gonna get drunk and hear some fun stories that sounds like a horrible idea on the edge of the woods <laughs> yeah the woods that people keep, keep going missing <laughs> Oh my god, Joss is wild. <laughs> Here, I am missing something? Aren't we supposed to go to the cabin? Joss laughed as she walked up to the door and knocked. Trust me, this guy's a close family friend. I visit him every time I've come up here since I was a kid. Still Sketch, <laughs> but okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested to, I don't know, see where this is going. All right. Um... Still puzzled, I looked at her with a raised eyebrow and crossed arms. I mean, I'm up for it, but it seems a little out of the blue, doesn't it? Before answering my question, she knocked again at the door. Sure, but Mr. Oak is a really fun guy. He tells fantastic stories. And since he's a former bartender, he makes the best drinks. I thought we could stay here, make a few drinks, and have some fun. Maybe get back on the road tomorrow since we've been driving all day? Um, that's if he opens up this century, I quipped. A brief look of concern crossed her face. When she went to knock again, the door creaked open before her knuckles could even touch the wood. Nope. Nope. I would simply leave. That's a problem for another detective. This is, okay, when I first got here to um, the university and I was, like, finding out where my classes were, I was walking into this very old building and I didn't was not expecting the doors to be automatic. Yeah. I was like walking into the doors and then one of them just started slowly creaking open and I was almost like, nope, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, they do that. There's the old medical school. Um, there's like a little study room inside of it, which is like a really nice place to study. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that it's right next to the door oh. and it opens automatically just super slowly. So every like two minutes when there's like going to be a class soon, it'll like creak open super slowly and then creak back shut and you're just sitting there like please I need to do work that sounds very fun I love this uni it's great so fun oh yeah um, anyway um but the person on the other side certainly wasn't the older man Joss had described the woman looking back at us seemed to be in her mid-20s her hair was pulled back into a ponytail and she had the eyes of someone that hadn't slept in a while Immediately, Joss went into cop mode and reached for a gun that wasn't there before hitting the woman with a bar- barrage. I never know how to say this word. Barrage? Barrage? Yeah, barrage. Barrage? Okay. Of course. I can be wrong too, though. It's like one of those words that I've only, that I only like read and I never yeah. say it loud. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, most notably, who are you and why are you in Mr. Oak's home? It's a fair question. I wouldn't yeah. reach for a gun for that, but fair question. 
Well, I mean, to be fair, she doesn't have one. It's just like instinct, you know what I mean? Oh. But yeah, okay, same. I feel enough. like if I was on the job, I would not reach for a gun for that either. Also, it's <laughs> just a woman in her mid 20s. Like, yeah. She's just vibing. What about She's tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a woman in my mid 20s who's tired. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, completely unfazed by the confrontation, the young woman yawned and nonchalantly replied, I'm Amelia. Granda hasn't been here since the beginning of the year. I'm just keeping an eye on the place. Realizing that she was merely a relative, Joss allowed her body to relax, but something in her tone insinuated that she still didn't trust this supposed granddaughter. Oh, she said, bring your hand. Sorry to scare you. I'm a family friend. I wasn't aware Mr. Oak had gone. You said the beginning of the year? Do you know where exactly, do you know when exactly he left? Amelia thought for a moment and gave a half-hearted February? Couldn't have been much later than that. He left a note saying he was going to do a lot of traveling. It's very nonchalant for her grandfather just up and leaving. Yeah. Not telling anyone where he was going. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Joss considered this for a moment and motioned for me to come towards them. Interesting. Do you know where your grandfather is now? She shook her head. Nope. He hasn't returned since he left, but I'm sure he's fine, just like everyone else. Um, what? (laughs) That statement caught my attention. Wait, just like everyone else? Who exactly is everyone else? Her entire demeanor shifted after my question. Her eyes immediately darted to the woods behind us. A nervous smile grew on her face, and the inflection of her voice signified mild discomfort. Oh, this is like a red flag like... right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just went like, in general. Granddad is a tough guy. He told me he was doing well a couple days ago. Oh, wait, didn't she say she hasn't? Okay. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I thought she only heard from him in February, and then there was just a note. Interesting. I don't trust her. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I wanted to press further, but Joss stopped me before I could ask any more questions and interjected with, My mistake, then. Sorry to bother you. We'll be on our way. Without another word, we left. The hastiness of the exit had me in shock. Here we had a direct connection to the disappearances, one that maybe could have led us to some exciting information. And yet the hard-ass of all hard-asses wanted us to just drop it? The ride from the oak... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like how he's if they are dating he's calling his girlfriend the hard ass of all hard asses <laughs> I love their relationship this is fun yeah it do be fun alright um, the ride from the oak home to the cabin was roughly another couple of hours and half the time I tried to get a reason as to why she didn't press it but she wouldn't budge when we arrived I meant to push the point more but my immediate attention was stolen by the beauty of the nature surrounding us the lush green forests, sprawling hills, and endless wilderness were breathtaking. The cabin itself had a very modern look to it. It was large enough to house a family, but cozy enough to not be overwhelmed by the space. A small lake sat next to it, and a fire pit was a brief walk away. This is beautiful, I stated. All this to ourselves? Joss nodded. Yep, just us, nature, and whatever horrible monstrosities are taking visitors. I was just gonna say, they still went up into this cabin in the woods even after talking to, like, the townsfolk and... The guy's supposed granddaughter? Yeah. I would never, but go off. I don't think I could. Um, We don't know there are monstrosities. But this forest is enormous. Pretty easy for people to get lost. I also wouldn't rule out the possibility of some rogue predator that realized it's easier to hunt people than deer. That's horrifying. (laughs) That is Why is that so casually stated? I don't know, man. Um, She shrugged and went to sit on the bed. I hope you're right. Just seems like a lot of strange occurrences have happened since we got here. In the years I've been doing this, that usually means something. Well, isn't that why you told the chief you'd look into it? 
The shift in her disposition indicated that my question was taken in a way that I didn't intend. Don't do that, she snapped. All I wanted is for us to be out here together. Appeasing the chief didn't just seem like the quickest way for that to happen. Plus, at the end of the day, I still feel at least a slight obligation to do my job. I threw my hands up and explained that I in no way meant to offend. It just seemed as though she really wanted to take on the challenge of figuring things out, and that was a trait I admired. Joss took a second to exhale and apologize for being so quick to anger. She explained how stressful it was to balance her allegiance to her work and her desire to make progress with me in her personal life. It's a feeling I could relate to. So they are dating. dating. Yeah. It sounds like they're dating. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I assured her that how she was going about it was fine. I wanted to spend time with her too, and we agreed to handle things as they come. Of course, we'd do our best to enjoy the beautiful environment, but if something strange came our way, then we'd be ready for that. We spent the rest of the day exploring the woods around us, telling stories over a campfire, and then retiring for the night. They're exploring the woods? <laughs> I should say, what? to explore the woods, especially, like, first thing. Um, laying together in bed, we made plans to explore and hike up to a spot that overlooks miles of forest. Okay. Ideally, we'd stay up there, come back, make some food, do some target practice with the guns she had there, and then wind down by the lake. Interesting. This shit's wild. <laughs> Like, good on you, but why, 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 why? I don't know, man. Okay. Couldn't be me. Um, everything seemed set up for a fantastic day, and the following morning, it was all trending in that direction. We made breakfast, packed our supplies, and headed out. The trail was admittedly a little rougher than I anticipated. Joss, who is an avid runner and general health nut, was even kind enough to go closer to half speed to let me catch up. That's so relatable. Honestly. I'm, I'm not Joss, though, but that's relatable. It is, do be relatable. <laughs> um, once we made it to the top, I couldn't believe my eyes. The view was unlike anything I was used to seeing. The mighty army of vibrant green trees extended infinitely to the, into the horizon. The massive hills staring back at us held the promise of undiscovered ecosystems waiting to be explored. The nearby lake gleamed as the rays from the sun made the surface appear as though thousands of crystals were occupying it. It was absolute paradise. And to top it all off was that being there with Joss. The look in her eyes showed a deep appreciation for what we had the privilege to observe. Oh, I know, that's really cute. Um, for so long, it felt like much of my time was dedicated to seeing either the worst of humanity or the worst of the paranormal. With each passing case, I could feel my stress heightening and my sanity slipping. But for the first time in a long time, the world felt right. It felt peaceful. In the woods where a bunch of people are disappearing? <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling this is okay. not going to last. <laughs> After an hour or so, hunger eventually pushed us to make our way back to the cabin. I couldn't pinpoint what or why, but something told me that peaceful moment would be our last on the trip. I didn't want to... <laughs> a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to freak out Joss, so I kept quiet out of hope that I was simply paranoid. But as we rounded the final turn of the trail um, that put the cabin in view, my fears were confirmed. A woman was sitting on the porch in the fetal position. Hello! Good. <laughs> that is not good. Instinctively, I pulled my pocket knife and Joss mirrored the. Creeping up slowly towards the person, I shouted, Hey, this is private property. You need to identify yourself. The woman on the porch looked up at us and I immediately recognized her. Amelia? Joss shouted in disbelief. Oh my god, what on earth are you doing here? How are you? Or how are you here? What? I don't know. How is. What? Before, okay. I could... <laughs> Before I could stop her, she had already rushed over to the young girl and began helping her inside. Don't get me wrong, I understood why Joss was so gung-ho to help the granddaughter of a childhood friend, but this was clearly off. By the time I caught up, Amelia was wrapped up in a blanket on the couch and crying her eyes out. I mean, yeah, but it's 
that very sketch yeah very sketch i don't like it the vibes are wrong we tried to get amelia to explain what happened and how she ended up at the cabin but she wasn't making any sense she went on some tangent about being led there before having a full-blown panic attack she needed time to calm down Joss and I decided it would be best for us to walk down by the lake to give her some space. You're leaving Excuse me? The house? No. This is incorrect. Alex They're supposed to be detectives? I, I would know. not do that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Once we were out of earshot, I looked Joss dead in the eye and said, tell me you don't think this is odd. She took offense to my statement. Of course I think this is odd. You think I, I think this is normal? Yeah, but then she just, like, let Amelia come inside the house and then yeah. left her there alone. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Not a good move, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, it's just, I don't know that we should have been so quick to take her in. You and I have seen enough to understand that this is right on the edge of no planned. No planned. <laughs> I like that. So good. <laughs> Trey, I get it. I don't even understand how she possibly could have made it out here. Forget not knowing how to get out here, but I didn't see another car. Oh yeah, that's true. They had to drive. They were like, considering... It took like hours. Day. Yeah. And a three hour car ride is like, a long-ass walk. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, walking the road to get here is a rough day for anybody, but Mr. Oak is like family to me. If there's chan- a chance his daughter is in trouble, uh, I think it means granddaughter, is in trouble, I need to be there for her, even if it's under weird circumstances. No part of me liked the answer, and frankly, if it were up to me, I don't know I would have let her stay around. But at the end of the day, it wasn't my call to make. This was her cabin, and I, I needed to respect and trust Joss. Without any argument, I simply replied, okay. Soon after, we made our way back inside and found Amelia had calmed down a bit. I made us all some coffee and asked her if she would be comfortable speaking about what happened. She gave a reluctant nod and wiped away the remaining tears. She attempted to look Joss in the eyes before speaking, but ultimately turned her gaze downward and began crying again and shouted, I'm so sorry. I lied. I lied. Oh my god. T. Oh my god. What? Confused, Joss bent down and put a hand on the young girl. You lied? About what? What do you mean? Granddad. He never went on a trip. He's gone. Hello? (laughs) What? Joss half shouted while popping up. Where and when did he go missing? Earlier in the year, he... He went into the woods and never came back. Did you report this to the police? I interjected. Of course we did, Amelia shot back. But they'll never find him. They could search every inch of that forest and it won't matter. What's the point of lying then? What? Lord, um, my brain immediately flipped back to being a detective, and my questioning became a little bit more intense. How could you know for a fact they'll never find him? For the slightest moment, she gave me an odd look. The contortion of her brows seemed to signal disbelief, as if she expected me to know the answer to her question. Because they don't know what to look for. It's not, she said. He's different now. Amelia, Joss began, what do you mean by different? And do you know if your grandfather is okay? Tears began to well up in her eyes again, but oddly enough, there was a smile, too. I know for a fact that Granddad is fantastic. He's living well and better than ever. I'm so confused right now. I'm very shook. Um, Joss and I shared a look of confusion at this statement. Literally none of this fit. In our our brief moment of interaction, Joss must have been able to read my mind because she asked a question that was also at the forefront of my brain. Amelia, how did you know to find us here? A moment of silence followed. Amelia seemed to be contemplating how to tell us. Still, without her saying a word, I knew the answer would be an incredibly uncomfortable one. When she finally found the words, she simply turned to look out the window and stated, Granddad told me. She gave us a quick glance before looking back out the window and continuing. I can hear his voice from all around. He said a lot of things, and they scare me. You better know. 
<laughs> I didn't know what to make of what she was saying. As much as I wanted to dismiss what she was that she was getting mental messages from her potentially dead grandfather, I'd seen too much to rule anything out. On the flip side, it also wouldn't be the first time someone had, in reality, done something awful and then played it off with talks of voices in their head. But at the end of the day, I needed to approach the situation rationally. I couldn't believe it was supernatural until I saw the supernatural. I suggested that she let us drive her into town. Ideally, we would get her checked into a hospital and maybe she could give the local police any information she garnered from the voice of her grandfather. Josh shut down the idea and instead insisted that Amelia stay. She was adamant about monitoring her, at least for the night. Josh later confessed that getting rid of Amelia without calming her down under supervision would be like abandoning her. And she wouldn't do that to the family of a close friend. What'd you say? Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was a rationale I didn't necessarily agree with, but one that I respected. We went about setting up the guest room for Amelia and spent the rest of the day fishing shifts watching over her. For most of the day, Amelia sat silently in her room. She'd be on her bed and stare at the window, seemingly deep in thought. I'd try and talk to her, but the most I could ever get was a brief glance in my direction. Eventually, the time came for me to go to bed. I walked to the kitchen to brush my teeth and caught Amelia sitting at the table drinking some tea. By this point, I didn't expect any sort of an acknowledgement of my presence, but to my surprise, she gave me a very warm, Hey, Dre. A little caught off guard, I greeted her back, but ultimately thought nothing of it. That is until she got up and started to walk out. Just before reaching her room, she stopped, turned around, and stared at me. An unnervingly wide smile plastered on her face. You've seen terrible things, haven't you? Tragic. And with that, she simply went into her room. Um, (laughs) hello? I actually really hate that. Yeah, I don't love that. Um, I sat in silence for some time, just thinking. Was Amelia referring to the paranormal? The murders I've investigated in my career? Or something more personal? I hadn't known this girl for more than 48 hours. How could she be aware of anything? Either way, her statement rattled me. When I finally got to bed, Joss asked me what took me so long, and I couldn't bring myself to tell her. Maybe that was a poor choice. I don't know. At a certain point, you just want to be done with the weirdness and move on. I told Joss that I had just been thinking, and when she pressed me for details, I promised I'd tell her in the morning. Luckily, she accepted my answer. Joss drifted off fast in my arms, but despite her being right there with me, I felt alone. Amelia's words unearthing a river of memories that I'd floated down. Reflections of my life, my mistakes, and the choice I've yet to make lulled me into a largely dreamless sleep. A ritual that I had grown accustomed to. Oddly enough, the only mental image I can recall is that of the Watchers saying we'd all be safer with them. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that either. It brings me an uneasy vibe. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I slept, but it was clearly very early in the morning when I woke up. The sun had just begun to rise, and Amelia had the blanket pulled over her face on the other side of the bed. I sat with my eyes open for a moment when the realization hit me that I wasn't going to be able to fall back asleep. With a quiet groan, I pulled myself out of bed, put on some clothes, and walked over to the kitchen to grab some water and brush my teeth. When I... I think she means Joss had the blanket pulled over her face on the other side of the bed. That would make a lot more sense. I was very confused for a second. (laughs) Um, When I arrived, the first thing I noticed was nine mil... MM is millimeter, right? Yes. Yes. Nine millimeter ammo had been left on the table. Um, What? That's so weird. Yeah. Um, Confused, I walked over to Amelia's room and found that she had left. Her space was clean and nothing indicated she had left in a hurry. At first, I figured she had likely gone into the woods to shoot, 
Perhaps Jess told her where to find the gun while watching over her. That's not a, Wait. Not a good idea. <laughs> Is he just really chill with this? The idea that the woman who showed up curled up in a fetal position on the porch just has a yeah. gun and yeah, is out, no. like, vibing in the woods? Yeah. Um, I'm very worried about this. <laughs> um, when I went outside to try and find Amelia, I immediately noticed more bullets had been dropped and they led to a nearby trail. As I walked to the trailhead, I heard a gunshot coming from that same direction. What? I figured I'd follow the trail and hopefully meet up with her at some point. Wait, why doesn't he go and, like, wake Joss up? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, But not too long after I started walking, I heard an eerily familiar voice call out to me from deep in the forest. A voice so familiar, in fact, that it froze me in place. I dared not move from my spot in hopes that it would call out again. Tears began to make their way down my face. I knew that it was probably some fucked up trick being played on me, but I didn't care. The moment I recognized that it was my son's voice calling out to me. My baby boy calling for his father. I sprinted off towards it. Oh my god. I'd seen so much time in my t- so much in my time investigating the paranormal that I suppose a small piece of me hoped that somehow, some way, something had brought him back. Even if there was a one percent chance, I had to take it. It's definitely a trap though. Yeah. Like every single time there's like a family member's voice, it's always a trap. Yeah, what's that like supernatural creature that like mimics people's voices to like lure you in? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called, but like the Wendigo. I it might be. Yeah. Is it the Wendigo or that does that? Because I I know the Wendigo is like in the woods and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be the Wendigo. Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> I ran and ran. My boy guiding me towards his location. I called out to him. He needed to know that his father was finally going to be there for him. I had no idea where I was headed, and I didn't care. I just kept going until I physically couldn't any longer. But ultimately, my efforts brought me no closer to him. Instead, I found myself in a grave situation. I had blindly run off trail into the woods, and now I was surrounded by nothing but trees. Literally, that's why you don't follow the sketchy voice in the woods. Yeah. (laughs) Um, How could I be so stupid, I thought to myself. The voice had had seemed so real. The thing it had led me to was getting lost. It was the first time I had to consider whether or not I was indeed going mad. The consideration grew stronger when I saw what appeared to be a face embedded into the wood of a tree just to my right. Excuse me? Whoever it was seemed to be in anguish, their face seemingly twisted by unbearable pain. One would only assume this was a case of pareidolia, the phenomenon where humans interpret random patterns as faces. But if it was just a random pattern, it was a convincing one. It was as if the bark itself had instantly grown around this person, capturing a snapshot of their suffering. When I walked over to inspect the tree behind it, it was the same scene. Another person experiencing great pain frozen into the wood. A third tree mirrored that, then a fourth. Soon I realized I was surrounded by an army of petrified faces. I actually really hate that with a burning passion. Yeah, um, and I don't think it's a good sign that a voice led you here. (laughs) Yeah, clearly terrible. Yeah. Um, Before I could even process what could have possibly caused this mess up exhibition, my son's voice broke through the confusion. It didn't take long to find the source, a tree that appeared younger and thinner than the rest, slightly further out from the others. At its base was the face of a young boy. It looked like he had been crying. I went to wipe the frozen tears from his face and kiss his forehead. That's horrifying. What? A small smile crept across my face and I hugged the tree. It had been far, far too long since I had seen my son's face. How is it here? I... Um, I... Don't (laughs) Don't cry, Dad. You're finally here, he said to me. I suppose I didn't notice my tears and quickly wiped them away as I tried to ask how he would end up there. 
It was dark, he explained. After that day, it was really dark. But one day, I felt light, growth, and pain. Then just light again. It's horrifying. What? Did he get turned into a tree? I don't know. Is that what's happening here? I have no idea. I wanted to talk more, ask how I could, what I could do. But before I got the chance, something else came through. My love, it's been so long, she said in her beautifully sweet voice. Aaliyah, I shouted back. How are you both? Alive, she said softly with a laugh. It wasn't any thanks to you, you cowardly bastard. Um, oh my god. Yikes. What? So aggressive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, this isn't, this can't be. Oh, but it is. Her tone became much darker. You left your wife and son to die, love. I told you I wanted you to find New York, new work. I told you putting people in prison would make enemies. I told you. And now, she was leading me to finish her sentence, but I couldn't. No, no, I mumbled under my breath. There's no way, I stood up shouting. You're not them. You're some kind of apparition, a fucking lie. A new voice emerged from the tree, one I didn't recognize. This deep, this voice deep and monotone. A lie. No, Smith. We are truth. We are life. This is very. I don't like that. This is really sketchy, really creepy. Yeah. It's a lot for me. Um, the curtain had finally dropped. Something sinister had to be intimidating my family, and I was furious. What kind of life could you possibly be? Look around. All I see is a sick imitation of death. It laughed an unimpressed laugh. We grow. Our cells divide. We turn sunlight into energy, and you call that death? So they turn into plants. I guess, yeah. But I don't know. He thinks that they're, like, intimidating them, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. Um, we have brought life back from the husks of the dead. Our roots and mycelial networks are far reaching from here to your home and far beyond. We connect everything. We absorb everything. We see everything. Ew. Her voice quickly shifted to that of a young girl. Remember me, Detective Smith? I. Who are you? Hmm. Figures. I'm the little girl you let die because you're too overconfident to call back up. Or stay to fight even if it costs you your life. Want all the glory for yourself, but couldn't handle the fire when it got too hot, huh? Coward. Whoa there. Damn. This is messed Dark. Up. Um, Famazuki had come back from the grave. The greatest failure of my career was literally staring back at me, and I was speechless. The voice switched up again. This time the entity's choice shocked me, and it, I blurted out her name as soon as it introduced itself. Amelia? Oh no. I bet that's creepy. <laughs> That's right. You know there's a better path, Smith. One where you can make up for all the terrible things you've seen and done. Granddad had been speaking to me about joining this and becoming something more extraordinary. It was scary at first, thinking about leaving behind my old life. But we're so much happier now. That's how he found you, you know. He was here the whole time. All around. This is some cult-level shit. Yeah, this really is. I staggered back from this horrible scene. Amelia, oh my god, I'm so, so sorry. Why be sorry? This is life. Will outlast everyone else for centuries and then grow anew. I can tell you're scared, though. Don't worry. The others that came through were scared, too. But I can promise you they're so much happier now. This is literally the definition of cult-level shit. <laughs> it's like a supernatural cult. <laughs> um, wait, others that came through here? I asked. You don't mean the missing people, do you? Jesus, that's where they've gone. You've lured them. And then showed them happiness, the monotone voice finished. No one could possibly know a better paradise. That's why they're all suffering like hell, huh? I spat back. My god, look at the faces. There was no waver in his voice. Growth is pain. As it said this, I felt something slice up my leg. 
Happiness requires growth. Therefore, you must experience pain to be happy. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. Um, as much as I wanted to trade jabs with this thing, I could feel my legs starting to go numb and my eyes growing heavy. Oh my god. My following few words were a jumbled mess, but I was conscious enough to understand my danger level. I attempted to turn in the other direction, but my foot caught a stray root and I crashed onto the forest floor. The trees seemed more extensive now. The roots quickly moved towards me, and wooden tentacles wrapped around my legs. Um, I shouted for them to get away, but to no avail. It reminds me of, like, the little hedge thing in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, multiple voices coming from all directions surrounded me. Many I didn't recognize. You'll be happy here. We'll survive better together, said one. Why fight to be apart? This is your fate anyway, another chimed in. The pressure building around my leg was growing, and with all my might, I couldn't detach from the organism. This is why you don't follow creepy voices in the woods. Like, the definition of why. Yeah. The last things I saw before my vision went dark were more mycelial tendrils and roots that had sprung up around me. My final thought was the slight comfort in knowing that, at the very least, I'd be with my family again. Okay, but they were, like, really rude about it. (laughs) Yeah, they were really rude about it. And they also looked like they were in pain. Yeah. Um, not good. Um, silence followed. No thoughts, no feeling. It was, as if it, it was as if I was disconnected from the world. And in that moment of nothing, it felt as though I could finally let go. Suddenly, light flooded back into my world. A dry heave followed, and so did waves of pain. Joss was looking down at me. We were still outside, but in a different spot than we had been in before. Before I could say anything, she pulled me into a tight hug. Beside her laid an axe covered in plant matter. I could only manage to eke out a week. What happened? Supposedly, Joss noticed Amelia and me missing after she woke up. The ammo left on the table gave her reason for concern, especially given previous reports of missing people. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart. Um, so she grabbed an axe and set out to find us. The extra bullets left at the head of the northern trail tipped her off as to our direction, and she searched. She also heard a voice that gui- guided her to where she needed to be. That of her father. The difference between us being Joss wasn't as all. Joss is smart. Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow the voice. Be like, oh, I'm just going to go and be with my family. Yeah. Be wary about it. Exactly. Um, when she finally found me, and nearly my entire body was wrapped in the green and white tendrils. They squirmed and grew as they entered my body through various cuts. Apparently, oh. it took her at least half an hour to completely cut me out. That's horrible. Oh! Um, the thing I couldn't understand is how she was able to ignore the entity. Surely it wouldn't just let her take me, and as expected, it didn't. The dead voices of her past whispered sweet nothings of eternal life, happiness, and infinite growth. Even Amelia had taken a shot at convincing Joss to move on to the next life, as she had done at the end of bullet. Oh, oh, as she had done at the end of a bullet, I see. That's why she took the gun. Not good. Oh my god. Um, for every mycelia and root she cut, I tried to cut, it tried reconnecting with her. So she had to keep a constant offense to keep from joining the literal legion of the dead. Wow. Joss is really invested in this relationship. Yeah. She's a badass. She really is. <laughs> I love her. I know. Um, when I was finally free enough, she dragged me just far enough to get away from whatever the hell that entity was. I didn't know what to say. What could I say? After hearing her story, I just sat contemplating what took place. For all the things I've seen and fought against. I've been bruised, scar- scared, slammed. But never once had I had anything gotten to my head like that. Never once had something made me break down mentally. 
Jeff stayed with me the whole time as I gathered my thoughts, until finally I said the magic words. Let's go home. Packing up was quick, and we rode silently back. When we arrived at my place, I didn't say anything as I got out of the car. A simple kiss on the forehead was our only means of communicating, and it stayed that way for the rest of the week. I spent all my time at home just thinking. When I was finally due back at work, I wore my best suit, showed up exactly on time, and went straight to the chief's office to place my badge and gun on his desk with my official resignation letter. I'm done, I said to Whoa him. Whoa there. Yeah, maybe this is the last in the series. Huh. Um, he eyeballed the items for a moment, then he looked up at me and leaned back in his chair and gave a very matter-of-fact, about time. Whoa there, wait. <laughs> yeah. Did he send him into the woods just so that he would want to resign? I don't know, man. Um, his blasé attitude infuriated me. I had been to hell and back for him many times over, and when it was over, that's all I got. It was goddamn insulting. What the hell does that mean? I half shouted. No thanks? No trying to convince me to stay? Just an apathetic comment? He leaned forward, calmly picked up my resignation letter, and immediately placed it in his inbox, sitting on his desk. Smith, do you remember how many days off work you took after your family's passing? I... no, I don't remember. But what does that have to do with... None, he interjected. Not a single day off. Not a single day? Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, wow. Um, sure, homicide was challenging, but damn it if you didn't try. Your work never suffered, you never complained. Smith, your ability to deal with adversity- uh, Sorry. Your ability to deal with adversity is so far beyond what most are capable of. I needed that. I needed you. To go through what you've done- To go through what you've gone through and still see things through to the end is remarkable. Hell, if 99% of the people knew this was part of the job, they'd never join the first, join the force in the first place. His speech wasn't making me any happier. So you use my trauma to your advantage, and that's good? Yeah, that's a little bit much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. He took a moment to open his drawer and pull out a cigar, place it in his mouth, and light it in one smooth movement. I know I'm not supposed to be smoking in here, but what the hell? Look, I'm not a heartless bastard. The human side of me doesn't want anybody to deal with this shit, especially not someone that's seen so much. A part of me wished that you'd quit, but he stopped to exhale and take another puff. At the same time, some things are necessary. Someone has to deal with this stuff. I want to do the right thing, Smith. You are the perfect guy to help me with that. It's so much my feelings or yours. Judge me however you want for that. It's going to be tough to replace you. But that part of me, the human element of me, is so happy to see you go. So yes, it's about damn time. Yeah, he deserves a vacation. Yeah, honestly. His words impacted me more than I thought they would. I stood there, not knowing what to say. Ultimately, I opted for silence. I needed time to process this. All of this. I gave him a simple nod of understanding, and from there, I walked out and never returned. In the following months and years, I did my best to return to a normal life. As I'm sitting writing this, Joss, or Evelyn, I should say, is talking to a few of our friends about our upcoming baby shower. Oh. Oh, Officer Ryan is most excited about it. He's insistent that our kids will be best friends. That's really cute. (laughs) Writing these stories has given me so much perspective on these events. Retelling them and reading the feedback has meant so much, and I thank you all for that. I'm at a place where I've realized the truth is the most significant contribution I can give to people, and it feels so good to be able to share that. As for the monsters, none have made any surprise appearances. Unsurprisingly, life has been much better without them. Granted, Evelyn came home from work the other day talking about how some birthday party ended up with multiple people dead. Supposedly, a neighbor mentioned something about a clown, but didn't want to speak further on it. 
When she told me, I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and my old urge began to come back. Part of me feels it couldn't hurt to do some research, talk to some people, just to make sure everyone is doing okay. But another part of me says to enjoy the quiet life. It's an internal debate I've had many times. Office work doesn't quite satisfy that itch, but maybe it doesn't need to. Perhaps I can finally be satisfied just being happy. Guess we'll have to see what the future holds. I'm really excited about it. And as always, stay safe, everyone. Oh. Well, maybe that was a good maybe one. Not. Yeah, that was a good one. I think it's going to be really hard to top this series, honestly. Yeah, I think that might be the end. I mean, to be fair, I think he deserves it to be the end. Like, just yeah. seeing the constant horrors that are being thrown at him. Like, that's true. He deserves a break. Yeah. But also, I'll really miss the stories. Yeah, we'll have to find new ones now. Oh. Yeah, well, um, good luck finding something that's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, these ones are really good. They were, yeah. No, thank you so much for reading that, even though you were feeling not 100% today. Of course, and thank you to, I believe his name is Brian, for letting us use these stories. Oh my god, yes, thank you, Brian. Um, Yeah. Amazing. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was really fun. Yeah. Like, horrifying, but really fun. (laughs) that we finally reached the end of the series how does that just see it go yeah yeah well um i guess i'll start with the life updates if all right yeah <laughs> i just realized as soon as i said that that i have nothing to update about i have three <laughs> essays due that i'm still working on and that i oh, no. i should really try to get done by the end of the day because i have two like tests the next week that i need to actually oh, study for um life is not good Shit is stressful. Yikes. Yeah, that's just about it for me. Well, that's fun. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I feel like I don't got too much going on either. Um, It's deadline season, so I think we're both just busy, you know? Yeah, that's true. I'll be like that sometimes. Well... I guess it's my first week not having a friend visit for a while, so it feels a little weird for it to be so quiet, but yeah. I did forget about that. It's been like three (laughs) constant weeks of having people over. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Getting back into... Actual school. Actual school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. Why, thank you. Um... But yeah, if that's it for both of us, you want to do some more talking and spiel us out? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. You can follow us, like our photos, DM us, and from our profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us thoughts on stories we have covered or stories you want us to cover or life updates of your own. Or creepypasta recommendations. Yes, that's any. true. We'd love yeah. that. Um, other than that, you can find us on Facebook, which is Grim Podcast, and Twitter, which is Podcast Grim. Um, and then just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us. Absolutely. And we will see you guys next week for some... I actually don't remember what it is, but it will be something. <laughs> we will share a story with you. It will be something that is happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but until then, stay safe. Oh, yeah. And as always, um, the author's information will be linked um, in the in, description. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I just wanted to add that. All right, so yeah, until next week. Goodbye.